Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are less than one week away from the Buffalo Bills opening training camp at St. John Fisher University in Rochester. How hard to believe it's already here. Football season is upon us. I always like to say, wake up from your hibernation. It's football season. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's always game day in Buffalo. Where has the summer gone, Matt? It's incredible. The Jets have already opened training camp. They're playing in the Hall of Fame game. And of course, that's going to be the Bills' first opponent. But it's here, man. St. John Fisher next week. Yeah, I'm excited. I honestly am just excited for a little bit of normalcy. I love training camp. I love especially the first couple weeks of training camp. Admittedly, at the end of camp, it does start to drag out a little bit. I sit there and wonder like, okay, when can we get back to Buffalo? But to me, fall football, that's my favorite time of the year. I enjoy summer as much as I can. But to me, it feels like summer is the appetizer for the fall, which is my favorite time of the year. And it's not just the football. It's the weather. It's hockey starting soon. It's the holiday season. Like th- there's a lot of check marks that come off for me in the fall. So I'm excited. Well, we have missed you on the program. I know you popped yeah. in a couple of times here or there over the last, you know, month and a half. Um, yeah. You had your beautiful new baby girl and I know she's doing awesome, but I know you also went through um, a really rough time here recently. And I think a lot of fans already know um, mm-hmm. that your dad passed away recently last week. And I'm just going to let you kind of talk about that as much as you want on this show before we get to the nuts and bolts of what we need to do. Yeah, well, thank you. And thank you to everybody. I think that's the biggest thing that I want to say here is the outpouring of support from friends, family, strangers has been unbelievable. This has been the hardest couple weeks of our lives. I adore my father. And even though he's gone, I will still think about him every single day, probably every single hour. Right now, I'm at the point of shock. I still don't necessarily comprehend that this has happened. You know, I've had people tell me that the wake and the funeral were going to be so, so hard. And I actually found those pretty easy because you were surrounded by so many people who love you and who care about you. It's the driving home from the funeral to my parents' house that's now just my mom's house and realizing that now it's just her house and it's the little things that kind of set you off. Like the other day, I opened our freezer in the basement and there was some soup that he made that I had in the freezer and you just start to cry because then you realize, oh my gosh, like he made that. And then you wonder, do you eat it? Do you leave it in the freezer forever? What exactly do you do? There's some songs that have come up randomly that you just sit there and you start to sob on. It's a process. And I've actually found great comfort in the people who have told me that it doesn't get easier. I think sometimes when people go through loss, sometimes there are those who are quick to say, it will get better, time heals all wounds. 
I think to an extent that's true, but I've also appreciated the people who have gone through something similar and who have been like, listen, this is terrible and it will always be terrible. It's just a matter of how you manage it. And then over time, you'll think about it a little less, a little less. There will be triggers that come up. There will be holidays. There will be memories. You know, as we're getting ready for football season, my dad loved the Buffalo Bills. The Bills were his favorite team. And a big reason I do what I do is because I grew up in a household where my dad loved football. He played football from the time he was a little kid up until he was in college. And he just loved the Bills. And I think about getting back to football. And I think about how much he loved this time of year. He listened to the podcast. He listened to GR every day. He listened to One Bills Live. And you just think about that and you, you think about like how you still have that special connection with him of going to games. And even though he can't watch the games, I know he's watching. I know he's watching from somewhere. I know he'll still be with me for that. But the thing that I keep thinking about that's just like really, really tough is during Bill's games, my dad texted me like nonstop, like the most ridiculous text <laughs> messages like any dad probably would. And it's going to be weird walking into the press box in New Jersey and not getting those text messages. Like those are the things that I'm going to have to get used to. So yeah, this is our life. It's awful. It hits in waves. You cry, you laugh, you're confused of why it happened. He was trending. I think I said the last time I was on the podcast, he was trending in an okay direction. And then we got a phone call the next morning, we recorded the podcast on a Sunday. The next morning, I got a phone call that nobody ever wants to get. I rushed to the hospital and minutes later, you know, we lost him. But I'm rambling. I'm sorry. This is not an easy thing to talk about. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of the people who have reached out to all of the people who have sent messages to the people who signs the guest book on the obituary to the people who came to the wake and to the funeral. Like there were so many people. And that makes you feel so good because I always knew how special my dad was, but to see everybody else show that outpouring of support just kind of fills you with pride. My dad told us every single day how proud he was of us. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing that makes me prouder than being Jimbo Vaison. I love it. It's well said. Um, if I may, you know, I think, you know, your dad, my dad, very similar Italian men who just loved on their sons as much as possible. Yeah. And you know, I lost my dad at 19 and it doesn't get easier, I would say, in that regard. Um, it, it, it just changes the way you think about it. It's been a long time. I mean, I, my dad died in 1993. And I will tell you that I still think about him a lot. But now I think about the funny things that he did or said uh, when something's happening. And I always wish that he was here to see his grandson, Max. And I'm so happy that your dad yeah. got to be with his granddaughter. And, I, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to get emotional either. But no, it just it's okay. makes me makes me happy to know that he was able to spend some time with her before he passed. Well, I can look at it one of two ways. And we talked about this on the podcast too, very early on in the stages of the podcast. My dad has been sick. My dad has had a really rough decade. Now there have been times where he got a little bit better and where things were looking good, but it's kind of been this little roller coaster. The day before the season in Los Angeles, I knew that my wife and I were expecting a baby. I had not told my parents yet. I think I found out like a week before I wanted to tell them in person. I wanted to do something special for them. The night before the Bills game, I got a call that my dad had a massive stroke and was in the hospital and they didn't know if he was going to make it through the night. So I got on a red eye in L.A. at 10 o'clock, flew home through the night and was able to see him the next day. And luckily he recovered, you know, 
almost fully back to the point that he was at. He was in the hospital for a week and a half. But then when he got home, we told him about the baby. And I remember flying home in the middle of the night and just thinking to myself, he's about to be a grandfather. He doesn't even know it. And he's never going to get to meet his at that point, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. So he's never going to meet his grandson or his great granddaughter. And then we got to tell him and he was so, so, so excited. So I, I feel like he's, you know, he's robbed of being a grandfather. My daughter is robbed of having a grandfather that she can grow up with. But we also got a couple months that we did not know if we were going to get. In those moments, there's a video on my phone. I've watched it legitimately probably 100 times in the last couple of days where he and my mom are on a walk with the baby. And he's just sitting there saying her name and talking to her. And it just, you know, it makes you sob. Because you yeah. now, the one thing I'm so worried about is I can still vividly hear his voice in my head. I'm worried about losing that. I know I won't. And luckily, you've got those messages and voicemails yeah. and videos that make that a little bit easier to go back and listen to. But that's the thing. I'm just worried about losing that voice in my head. I met your mom for the first time. How's she doing? Is she okay? <sighs> my mom is the strongest person I know. She actually said, we, we all did the eulogy. My mom, my sister, and I, we all spoke at the mass. And um, my mom said, so many people have told her how strong she is, but my dad was the strong one. And she was just kind of following his lead nobody's doing okay. Right. And that's totally okay. So that's kind of the thing that we've just kind of accepted. We don't know how we're doing. Somebody told us, take it day by day. Even that seems daunting. So sure. we're just trying to take it hour by hour. We're filling the house, friends, family. We're trying to be there as much as we can, you know, but, but yeah. then the, the sobering reminder of all of this is, you know, you have all of these people who are there to support you, like life moves on for everybody else. And then you sit there and you wonder like, how does your world continue to turn? I remember walking out of the hospital. We were the day he passed away. We stayed in the hospital. We were there for about four or five hours. And I remember I rushed to the hospital as fast as I could. I valeted the car just because I needed to get up there right away. And I remember walking downstairs and getting my you know, giving my ticket to the valet person and waiting for my car and like looking around and seeing people come and pick up their cars and laughing and having conversations. And it's just like for everybody else, this is a normal day. But I think that makes you realize that everybody's got a cross to bear. Everybody's got something going on in their lives. You're never going to know what somebody else is going through. And for us, that has been the last couple of weeks. You try and find perspective on the last podcast. We talked about Eddie. He was eight years old and he passed away. You know, I, I cannot fathom that, especially now being a parent. I cannot fathom losing a child. Um, so, yeah, you, you look at that perspective. 61 years for my dad. Not enough. Wish he was here for 30 more years. But 61 years, he gave us a lifelong of, you know, lessons and memories. And we'll always hold those close to our hearts. And by all means, you can talk more about him if you'd like. But if if I may, you know, say we can end on this because yeah, it's super positive to say, listen, in this life, as you're learning and going to learn, as you go on as a father, Matt, and I have been learning over the last 10 years with my son, you know, we all say the same thing, which is you just want to make sure that you leave and give them a better world to grow up in and you raise them the right way that they can handle things on their own and they become good people. Your dad yeah. raised a good son. You're you're Thanks. you're a good man, and 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 you. I know you're proud of him, and 
no matter what happens, I'm going to tell you that he's going to be always super proud of you watching Dow, buddy. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, that's one of those things. I appreciate you saying that. And you always wonder like, oh, is your, are your parents proud of you? Do your parents love you? Like I, I never had to wonder. They yeah. told me all the time. I, I don't right. know if it's, you know, I, I was very, very, very lucky. And, you know, so thank you to the people who have reached out. Thank you to the staff at Niagara Falls Memorial. That's where he was in the beginning when he first was sick. He was there for about a week and a half, and then he was transferred. That staff was awesome. They took such good care of him. So thank you to them. And just thank you to everybody who has reached out. It's so many cool messages I've gotten from people who went to high school with him, people who worked with him for 30 years. Some of the stories, they're just awesome, and they make you feel good. And... Now that we've talked about all the sad things, we've got some good stuff to talk about, but there is a cool connection here. So I am from the North Towns, okay? Like, I live currently on Grand Island. Okay. My mom is from the Falls. My dad is from right on the border of Elma and East Aurora. So all my dad's family is in that area, East Aurora, Elma. Hey, wow. My, my dad was a regular at a certain restaurant that has become <laughs> very, very popular in the East Aurora area that we now have some fun news with. So I'll let you share that. All right, let's do that here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo.